feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, in the last few minutes, air raid sirens have been going off in most of the cities in Ukraine. And we are hearing from the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, saying that the battle for Donbass, that is the eastern region, appears to have begun. And this is the second phase of Russia's brutal attack on Ukraine. They are expecting to send in many, many battalions into the eastern region of the country. But they're also doing airstrikes around the rest of the country. It seems that most of Ukraine is under attack tonight, and they are expecting fierce fighting, particularly in the eastern region. Take a listen. Just a little bit ago, this is John Kirby, Pentagon spokesman. This is an area of the country that has seen fighting over the last eight years. Uh, This is a terrain that both sides uh, understand and know. uh, And the Ukrainians, it's not like they ever left the Donbass and only have been, you know, racing to get there in the the last few days. They have been there throughout this invasion and throughout the last eight years. And they continue to fight uh, very, very strongly for for places in the Donbass. And we have seen indications in just the last few days that the Ukrainians not only have... Um, have defended bravely, but they have been able to secure certain villages and towns in the Donbass. And later on in the show, I want to take your calls and hear your thoughts about where the battle in Ukraine goes from here. Is the U.S. doing enough and what needs to happen now? And are you concerned at what is expected to be a really brutal, brutal phase Of the battle. We're going to be talking about that. Meantime, also in just two or three minutes or so, we're going to have joined here on the show the former Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security, Ken Cuccinelli, because he understands about Homeland Security. And right now, our own southern border is a leaky sieve. And some of the new numbers that have just come out in the last day have been stunning. More than 221,000 migrant encounters. These don't include the gotaways, those that never get caught or apprehended just because border officials are outmanned and outgunned in many cases, too, by the cartels. But the 221 is the biggest number in two decades entering into the United States of encounters. And again, that does not even include the others that get away. And that's just one month's total. And again, we know that Title 42 is about to be lifted. That's that health precaution that was in place by the Trump administration. That is supposed to be lifted by the Biden administration at the end of next month. And boy, if you think that things are bad at the border, they're about to get a whole lot worse. One of the new things that just came out, and this is absolutely stunning, that 23 known terrorists that were on the terrorist database, you've got to be a pretty bad hombre or chiquita or whoever you are, man or woman, to be on that list. 
Well, 23 known terrorists that were on the terrorist database were apprehended at the border. Now, these were ones who came through the border. These do not include, again, the Godaways. It makes you wonder when there are thousands upon thousands of Godaways, that's usually where the worst of the worst are. So the fact that these are the ones that they actually had an encounter with over the last year says to you that this is a huge concern. And at a time where we're worried about what's happening in Ukraine, we're worried about the Russians, we're worried about Chinese, we're worried about Iranians, we're worried about North Koreans. All these different countries are coming through our southern border, and that is a huge concern. Take a listen. This is former U.S. Border Patrol Chief Ron Vitello talking about the situation on our southern border. I've never seen this kind of chaos at the border in my entire career. It's never been as busy at that border than it, than it is right now. You have thousands of agents, instead of patrolling the border, are doing the care and comfort mission. You have thousands of people coming in every 24 hours. The system is overwhelmed, and this administration has failed in their duty to protect us. The more chaos you have at that border, the more threat we're all under. And that is an enormous, enormous concern. And joining us now to talk about all of this is the former Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security under then-President Trump, Ken Cuccinelli. Uh, Secretary Cuccinelli, thank you so much for being with us. Good to be with you, Rita, as always. You know, I always love your perspective, and I know our listeners do from around the country. We're so grateful to have you here, Ken. Um, What's your reaction to the fact of this new report uh, these are 2021 numbers that at least they know that they got 23 known terrorists. Um, these are the ones that they had encounters with. It makes you wonder how many others got away. Yeah, these were the uh, these were the dumb ones. So uh, you know they're by definition less dangerous than the smart ones. Um, it is not hard to come through that southern border right now. And, um, uh, you know, the following question I would have on these folks is how many did they release anyway? And, and I would tell you right now, as you and I speak, the Department of Homeland Security is considering making exceptions for in this 85,000 Afghan refugees they want to bring in for those with terrorist contacts, including the Taliban. They're actively considering setting aside those considerations. And I'm sure there's limits to that. Um, but at the same time, that's just not something we would have ever considered in the Trump administration. Wait, wait, wait. They and don't Ken, consider this a priority. Ken, before you go, priority. before you go forward, that is stunning. Did I just hear you correctly? Did we hear you that that those with ties to the Taliban are being seriously considered in a batch coming over to the United States? That that's not automatically a disqualifier. Uh, well, it is currently an automatic disqualifier, and they're considering waiving it. And on so what grounds? You're, you, this is you. This is you. <laughs> there are there are no grounds. They're literally simply putting in place, considering putting in place. Trig is the acronym for this for this kind of terrorist touch all, and uh, for folks who wor- worked with the Taliban or, or other terrorist groups in Afghanistan. Um, who would have otherwise been excluded. They're considering making a secretary-level exception, that means Secretary Mayorkas, uh, to let them stay in the United States. So, and that, by the, way, by the way, Rita, as far as I know, that hasn't been reported anywhere yet. You now, are they so here? You're, you're first. They're here or they're coming here? That's not entirely clear. 
Um, but but I can tell you this, and you and I talked about this previously, the ones who are here weren't vetted by any reasonable standard of vetting. Um, it's, you know, we, we put a lot of energy and effort into, into improving the vetting from the Obama administration to the Trump administration, and it became very, very real. And, and, and let's face it, when you deal with um, a where the Taliban is the government over there now, your ability to check and and count on the information you're getting um, drops through the floor. So this administration says, well, gee, if we don't know, maybe we should just let them in. Whereas in our case, we said, if we don't know, you don't get in. That's what an America first agenda means. It means you put Americans first um, without regard to everybody else in the world. And uh, they're they're flipping it all the way up to people who've been associating with terrorists. This is stunning, Ken, because I'm hearing this for the first time, as I know our listeners are, too, that they would even consider somebody with Taliban ties. On the other hand, you know, I hate to say it, Ken, it's almost par for the course the way this administration handled Afghanistan. I mean, they basically handed the keys over. They left the jails. Remember, just here, take everybody out. They left all the military hardware for the Taliban to seize. Uh, You know, they allowed the Taliban to basically run roughshod and, and, you know, run security, which was shocking. To your point, Rita, it's shocking, but not surprising any longer with this administration. I mean, you think they can't shock you anymore. Um, They're, they, they know that these bo- open border policies allow more, not just illegal immigrants in, but um, a very small number relative to the millions coming in, but incredibly dangerous people uh, who really hate America are coming here to attack us. That's their purpose. Uh, that's why they're on those terrorist watch lists. And yet uh, we have... Um, less border security than we've ever had before. And and look, these folks who want to attack us aren't stupid. They're evil, but they're they're typically not stupid. They look for the soft spots in our systems. And now the soft spot is flying to Mexico City and walking up over the US border. It's just too easy. Absolutely. And it is frightening everybody. We are talking to former Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security Ken Cuccinelli here on the Rita Cosby show. You know, Ken, uh, to your point, um, this report that I was asking about with 23 uh, terrorists that were on this, you know, the terrorist database, that doesn't include, even in the last six months, by the way, as you know, all too well, Ken, 300,000 gotaways. I mean, that's a stunning number. As you said, those are the ones who usually are the worst of the worst because they don't want to get caught. They're not coming close to, you know, key spots. Um, Why do you think this is happening? I mean, this is so stunning at a time where we are talking about Ukraine's borders, uh, yet our border is like a leaky sieve. So the the people driving this policy, this isn't every Democrat, for instance. You can't just say Democrats and Republicans here. This is the Stalinist America-hating wing of the Democrat Party. Um, You know, you most often see it with the squad, but but why Joe Biden would listen to such people. And I've actually just come to consider Biden just an empty vessel um, in many respects. And this is who he's given the wheel to. It's people who don't love America, who don't think America is exceptional, who want to undermine America and make it like everybody else. 
And part of that is our sovereignty and our borders. This is not an accident at the border, Rita. This is intentional policy. They want the outcome you are seeing. They don't want the bad press, but they do want the millions and millions of people coming in, including people willing to attack this country. So for years into the future now, we can all know that we've got these terrorist cells here that have just walked into the country thanks to Joe Biden. That is so stunning. Before I let you go, uh, Mr. Secretary, I want to ask you about something you and I talked about um, a few months ago about the term invasion, using it as a criteria uh, to be able to basically uh, allow states to take matters into their own hands because they feel, quote, invaded. Explain what you mean by that and why you think that that's important. So in in the very end of Article 1 of the Constitution, States are given war powers when they're actually invaded. And that doesn't have to mean tanks and planes. In the situation we have at the southern border, uh, that they're overwhelmed. Uh, clearly, it's, it's an invasion for constitutional purposes. You don't need a nation state to be invading you for it to be an invasion. And then the states can decide for themselves to repel that invasion. They have war powers, including prisoner of war powers, which is the most important one here in this discussion. And they can grab people crossing the border illegally and put them back in Mexico. And for all of the complaining that Texas Governor Abbott and Arizona Governor Ducey have done, and uh, some of it's been, you know, quite extraordinary, uh, they're, they're not wrong in their complaints, but there is something they can do. And they so far have refused to do it. They will not exercise the political will to use their own National Guard, state police, and deputize others to uh, to protect the borders in between the legal ports of entry. And they have the authority to do that without anybody's permission. It's in the Constitution at the very end of Article 1, the very last paragraph. Anybody listening can go read it. It's, it's usually called the Compacts Clause. Um, and uh, you'll see states need congressional pa- authority to do things with other nations or at their borders unless actually invaded. And Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich several months ago issued a legal opinion saying that Arizona is being invaded for constitutional purposes and that Governor Ducey in that state has the authority with no one else's permission to use state state authorities, police and National Guard, as I said, to turn people back at the border and to return them back across the border, essentially using prisoner of war powers. That is so fascinating. And you're right. They need to take matters into their own hands. I mean, so far, clearly, this administration is just ignoring it. The fact that they're lifting Title 42 at a time where they are fighting the mask mandate, wanting it to be in touch on planes. The dichotomy is so apparent and the contrast is so apparent. Um, Ken Cuccinelli, it's so great to have you here on the show And uh, thank you for sharing this information, which just continues to be more and more stunning as to what's happening at our own U.S. southern border. It's always great to have you on, Ken. Thank you. Good to be with you, Rita. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Boy, is that amazing, too, to hear from Ken Cuccinelli that, indeed, they're wanting to keep people with ties to the the Taliban either coming to this country or that are already in this country. Boy, that's stunning, but it doesn't seem that different than everything else they've been doing. What do you make of that, that they are going to keep people, that they're considering and planning an exception 
for those who have Taliban ties either to still come to America or to stay in America and not be, you know, deported immediately. I mean, this is just stunning. It's like this is the president of the United States saying that that's okay. Is this the president of Afghanistan or the president of the United States? I'm a little confused here, guys. And also, as we were just hearing from Ken, the fact that 23 known terrorists in one year alone on the terrorist database, those are the worst of the worst, were stopped. Those are the ones they got, not the gotaways. How concerned are you at what's happening at our southern border? And why the heck do you think that President Biden is doing this? It is outrageous, the risk that he's putting America in. one 800 And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Well, our border definitely is a danger zone, and it's about to get a lot more dangerous with Title 42 being lifted. Today, we're learning that 23 known terrorists that were in the terrorist database on the U.S. side were stopped. Those are ones that we knew about. We didn't find out about 300,000 gotaways. That also got away. Don't you think there might be some bad hombres in the 300,000 that got away? And then I was just stunned with what Ken Cuccinelli, the Deputy Homeland Security Secretary under President Trump, just said to us here on the show when he said that the Biden administration is considering an exception amongst the 85,000 Afghans that came here or are still coming here because of the situation. And, of course, the Biden administration's disastrous withdrawal from there. But among those are people with ties to the Taliban, people who cooperated and were helping the Taliban, that they're thinking of making an exception. Isn't that nice that they're giving the, you know, giving a little nicety to those who have ties to the Taliban? What the heck does that do for American security? That to me is insane. Why would you ever have anybody with a known terrorist tie? Get them the heck out of this country. And now we're finding out that others who are on this database, got caught, thank goodness, but that doesn't include hundreds upon thousands. We're talking 300,000 in the last six months away alone that were gotaways. I mean, this is so crazy. And to me, I am so concerned at what's happening at the border and how deeply, deeply dangerous it is about to become. It's already become when you think about all the people that are sneaking through and coming from all over the place. More than 150 countries are coming through individuals from there through our southern border because guess what? There's a big old neon sign saying, come on in. And now that they're hearing that the Biden administration, if you have a Taliban tie, it doesn't exclude you from getting kicked out of the country or blocked from coming to America. You got to have a hole in your head to admit somebody like that. That is insane. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 9222. Let's go to Norman on line three. Norm, your thoughts about this? This is stunning, by the way, Norm, what Ken Cuccinelli was just sharing with us that people with Taliban ties might now get a waiver. Isn't that nice to be able to come and right. stay in America? That That is stunning. 
Well, Rita, um, the reason why the Biden administration is granting exemptions for Taliban to enter the U.S. is the same reason they want everyone else to enter uh, the U.S., uh, to destroy American autonomy and exceptionalism, to destroy our American way of life. <laughs> and, and, I mean, if, if we truly cared about the people of, like, say, for example, Central America, why aren't we doing anything to help those people so they, they don't have to flee their countries? I'm just I'm just wondering about that. I mean, is, is the answer that, oh, just come on here, just come on here? I, you know, it's it's perplexing. It is. But, uh, it's really yeah. perplexing. And you know what? It's downright dangerous, too, Norm. As you, I know you care very deeply about this country and our borders and our security. And to have somebody with Taliban ties, known Taliban ties, think about all the ones that we don't know about. I mean, this is just, you're right, it's like, Why are they opening the floodgates to have bad people come to America and allow them to stay? We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, where we honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a powerful story coming out of Redmond, Oregon tonight, where due to his training and quick thinking, a Redmond police officer knew exactly what to do and saved a man's life. He was honored by the city of Redmond. Officer Jordan Uppendahl said, I got a medical call to an address in Redmond. And he said when he arrived, he found an adult male lying on the floor who was unconscious, not breathing, not responsive to anything that I could say or do to him. And that's when the officer picked the man up. He performed the Heimlich maneuver and expelled a large piece of steak from the man's throat. Uppendahl credits his intense training for his quick thinking and quick actions. As for the officer's heroic deed, he says it's just part of his job. I didn't really think much about it. I just went on the next call. But did what did stick with him is the family that he helped, not just the man, but also other family members. He said, now the little kid that was there has a grandfather to look forward to growing up with at least many more days. What a great, great story and just a reminder of the different situations that our law enforcement is often thrust in. And thank goodness for our great men and women in blue. Well, you just heard from Ken Cuccinelli, who is the former Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security, saying that Governor Abbott and some of these other border governors really do have a right to be able to call, call it basically an invasion. At our southern border, basically say it qualifies for an invasion of their territory. And by doing that and going through a constitutional process, basically saying, you know what, this is a violation to our state sovereignty. And that would justify sending the National Guard and other members of the military to the southern border to, quote, protect their state. He feels that this administration essentially is derelict in its duties. And guess what? If you look at what he's telling us, it sure seems like they are. My goodness. The fact that now the administration is considering keeping migrants, people who have come to our border, whether they hopped on that plane from, you know, Kabul or from other parts of Afghanistan, whether they came right away 
because of that disastrous withdrawal or they're en route here. He's saying that Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, is thinking about making an exception. And if you had a Taliban tie, don't worry about it. You can stay in America. You can come. I mean, how crazy is this? But this fits so much with the rest of the policy that we have heard from this administration. I mean, it comes on the heels of this new report that we're finding out, again, that 23 known terrorists, in you know, they crossed our border in 2021 alone. And these guys were ones that were on the terrorist database, meaning you got to be a pretty bad person to make that database. That's not somebody who maybe committed a murder or committed a drug crime. These are folks who are pretty serious and were making some very bad intentions towards this United States. And yet we got 23 of them, but 300,000 people got away. What do you make of the Biden administration and why they are doing this? Why are they pushing so hard to lift Title 42 at a time right now where they don't have to? I contend they could keep Title 42 in place. Because of fentanyl, they could say, listen, for health reasons, because we're so concerned that fentanyl is taking the lives of so many Americans age 18 to 45, I contend that it should stay. You could find a way to keep it to stay, but they are not making any effort to do it. Why do they want our border to be a leaky sieve? And I think that this is going to really, really also hurt the Biden administration. I know that their goal seems to be have an open border. It doesn't matter if you have Taliban ties or other ties. Come on in. But right now, with the elections right around the corner, the midterms, it's not that far away. November is going to come very quickly. Don't you think that average Americans are going to sit there and go, enough? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Enough? That's just not making common sense. That's not focused on our security. That's not doing anything that helps and saves America. Why would you do that? To me, that is outrageous. And to do it right now at a time where we're so worried about Ukraine and Russia, the whole situation, the war over there, it's escalating right now. Russia making threats to the United States. You're not going to have all hands on deck on our own southern border. To me, this is shocking, everybody. Why do you think this is happening and what should we do? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, and you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Here's a little bit of Tommy Laren, conservative commentator on Fox earlier today, talking about some of the people with bad intentions crossing our border. When all these agents are having to be moved to areas like Texas, where they're being absolutely inundated and overwhelmed, there are other areas of our country that are also being exploited. I talked to a Border Patrol agent just last week talking about Miami, talking about how much is coming through there. They know that they don't have the agent capacity to deal with it. So you've got Chinese, you've got Russians coming in. We've got people around the world that could be our enemies with a free-for-all pass because the United States is not enforcing our border. And that I think, is a dereliction of duty by this president. And again, it doesn't even include the hundreds of thousands of gotaways. Take a listen to Tommy talking about that. 
talking about the gotaways. Now, what happens when you overwhelm Border Patrol agents and they're stuck processing these tens mm -hmm. of thousands of people? Those that really want to do our country harm, those are the ones that are slipping through. Human traffickers, drug traffickers, of course, fentanyl coming across our border. The Biden administration right. needs to answer for this because our country cannot sustain it. Yeah, we can't sustain it. And in fact, Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor of Texas, was saying the other day that he predicts by 2024, one in five Americans will have crossed the border illegally. That is a frightening number. Think about that. One in five Americans will have crossed the border illegally. And now we have an administration. This is insanity. I, I mean, I thought this administration was careless. I thought they were dangerous with the border. Now I'm like beyond. I mean, I am so outraged and I am so concerned as someone who's been down there at the border. I've seen the situation down there in Laredo and other parts. And it is a leaky sieve. And what's left there of these fences are like tiny little wires that are basically like falling apart all over the place. And there was a solution. When President Trump was in office, things were a lot different. And this administration is doing a whole 180 from President Trump. Here's Tommy talking about that. Title 42 is not going to be the end-all, be-all. It is not a border enforcement mechanism. That's why we need other border enforcement mechanisms that last long beyond Title 42. We need to have remain in Mexico. We need to finish the wall. We need to make sure that those that are coming into our country mm -hmm. who simply want a better life or they're seeking asylum are processed the correct way. Yeah, what about the border wall? What about the remain in Mexico? There were so many options, and yet this president seems to want to say, hey, you got Taliban ties? We'd love to have you. You got ties to other terrorist groups? Come on in. You're welcome to hang out in America. We'll give you free housing. We'll give you free health insurance. We'll give you whatever you need. Don't worry about it. And you can even tell everybody you had Taliban ties. Come on in. That is insanity. I, I couldn't believe I was incensed before the show, but now hearing about Ken Cuccinelli, what he was just sa sharing with all of us, the Deputy Homeland Sh Security Secretary, you guys heard it when I heard it too, where he's talking about people with Taliban ties, that this administration is, quote, thinking of quietly making an exception. If you have Taliban ties, you see the way the Taliban is handling people. You see the threats that they are doing to women and children and men, anybody who's been aligned against them. They're beheading them. They're torturing them. They're blacklisting them. They're treating them like vipers. I mean, it's unbelievable. And we're going to say, come on in. We didn't do enough for the Taliban with all the billions of dollars of equipment that we left behind. We left that whole country to a group of terrorists, and now we're going to bring them here. This, to me, is beyond insanity. I, I am just, I am absolutely stunned that the word Taliban would be a welcome mat as opposed to a detriment. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to JC on line four in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, JC, your thoughts. Okay, about three different points. Rita. First of all, it's apparent that the Democrats, the leftists, want as many people in as possible, that are illegal aliens. They want to flood all of the cities, okay? So there's crime in the cities, so they want to they want to make it so these people have the right to vote to enlist Democrats, 
Uh, number two is the buses. We should keep going with the buses, okay, not only just to Washington, not only to Delaware, but to the, the doorstep of Omar, Ilan, and Talia, and all of these people who are anti-American. And, and number three is yes, and I said this to begin with, we should treat as an evasion. Why aren't the Republicans, why aren't they drawing lawsuits up against these people in the administration for treason? This is treason. The Mallorca, treason. Blinken, treason. Sullivan, treason. All these people, Biden, treason. All of these people, treason. Yeah, it is outrageous. JC, it is outrageous. And at a time right now where there are so many security threats against us that you would say, come on in, Taliban. You know, it, it's it's shocking. And to me, at a time where they're trying to clamp down, and we'll get to this uh, in a little bit about the mask mandate. I mean, think about the irony of it all, JC, that today they were fighting the mask mandate because a judge ruled against them, basically saying you got to lift the mask mandate on planes. You know, so Americans... You know, the Biden administration looks like they're probably going to appeal it, I would assume. You know, they want masks to remain on planes because of, quote, COVID concerns. And yet if you cross our southern border and you've been sleeping under a bridge or you've been dealing drugs or whatever the case is uh, of your situation before you came to the border, don't worry about it. And you're a Taliban uh, sympathizer. Don't worry about it. They're not vaccinating them. I I mean, J.C., it it really is. Such a it's like it's like is he our, our American president or what country is he representing, JC? Uh, this is it's really, really unbelievable, Rita. Just totally, totally unbelievable. You don't know what country you're in anymore. And these people are taking over. We can't let him do this, okay? And I don't know why, why uh these they're not standing. And has anybody figured out yet, okay, that this pandemic and there's just so many facts about it. It is, it is pushed by the Democrats to, to and look, you get, people got to look to the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum. Haria, he's saying right now uh, it is the end of free will. Free will? Because that, 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 that's, that's non-existent anymore. We're hacking people. We can now hack people, not control them. Now, the Great Reset now, he said he's going to look back that this point in history in the future will be looked back at the, at the point that we've given up our freedom, okay, that we allowed them to control us with, pass, with passports and everything else, okay, that we are not, in, we are not humans anymore in the sense of being humans that they were going to hack us. And it's just mind-boggling, totally mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. J.C., thank you. Great to hear from you. And, you know, J.C. just brought up Ilhan Omar. I couldn't believe this. She was on a flight, an easy jet flight, where a group of Christians got up and started singing some Christian songs. Of course, it's, you know, Easter weekend, right, that passes. And she was deeply offended about it. She actually tweeted out saying, Oh, I can't believe that they were singing this song, that they were doing this. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, uh, where, where the, this is somebody who is a member of Congress. 
I mean, you can't make this up. It is insane. Let's go to Karen on line one in Rockland. Go ahead, Karen. You're here on the Rita Cosby Show, Karen. You know, Biden's talking about uh, Putin being, you know, uh, genocide and a war criminal. He's the same way, but, in, uh, you know, a little bit of a different ilk. He's not killing like Putin is, but he's killing Americans. And he doesn't even realize—if he realizes it, then it's, uh, it's even worse that he realizes what the hell he's doing to this country. He's just as bad as Putin. You know, now, what do you, what why do you do- think he's doing this, Karen? You know, what do you think is the objective— and you just heard probably, I hope you heard uh, Ken Cuccinelli. It was mind-blowing what he just said, that they are thinking of making a waiver uh, to keep people that have ties to the Taliban either from coming to the United States or remaining here. In other words, they're allowed to stay and they're welcome in, that they would make an exception because anybody in their right mind would normally block those people. But the Biden administration is conveniently going to make some sort of exception. They're reviewing that. Isn't that astounding? Karen, it's like, it's like, at what point does this end? They should ask the families of those 3,000 people that got, that got killed at 9-11 if they want the Taliban to come in here and making uh, arrangements with Iran with nuclear weapons. They're, they're crazy. And they, why don't they go to Russia and help, you know, fight over there if they don't like this country? Get the hell out of here. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, it is shocking. Uh, Karen, I hear you. I I am angry, too, because it defies common sense. Karen, thank you very much. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. I feel as angry as all of you guys do, too, because it is so, it's, it's inconceivable. Can you imagine, you think about how different the protection at the border was under President Trump and other previous presidents? And this one is like, come on in. At a time where the world is so unbelievably uncertain, I mean, it's not good anytime, but especially now, it is stunning, stunning. And I actually think it's going to backfire on the Democrats because guess what? We're going to see these big caravans coming from all over the place. There's a caravan that's coming from Guatemala, by the way. Guess when the caravan of several thousand people from Guatemala is going to make it to our southern border? May 23rd. Guess what day Title 42 is being lifted? May 23rd. What a convenient time. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let me know what you think. If you're as angry as we are, 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, who could it be at our U.S. southern border? See, I know the songs, guys. There we go. Who's knocking at the door? They're not knocking. They're just crossing through the border. They don't even have to knock. It's like, come on in. You have Taliban ties? Come on in. This is astounding. What Ken Cuccinelli just told us here on the show, that the Biden administration not only is a leaky sieve for others with terrorist ties, But now many people with Taliban ties that are either already in the country or about to come in will possibly be allowed in or allowed to stay, that it doesn't automatically disqualify you if you were tied to the Taliban. The Taliban, some of the most ruthless monsters in the world that he turned over Afghanistan to, and now he's going to turn over our country to? This is stunning. What is our president doing, you guys? 
Is he the president of the United States? It's just it's shocking. Why is he not putting that as the priority and our safety, our security as the number one priority? It is stunning to me. Well, take a listen. This is former U.S. Border Patrol Chief Ron Vitello talking about the Biden philosophy. They gave everybody, all the smugglers, a six-week head start and saying they're not going to do that anymore. Um, Every chance they get to make a statement as it relates to policy on the southwest border or immigration enforcement, they step back. And this is no different. And in this case, they gave all of the would-be smugglers and all of the people who are coming in the pipeline a head start. Yeah, he gave them a head start because he said, hey, May 23rd, Title 42 is being lifted. And... It's already a leaky sieve, as we just talked about some of the new numbers coming out, 221,000 migrant encounters. These are not the gotaways just in the month of March of this year. That is before Title 42 is lifted. And they're expecting anywhere from 18 to 20,000 migrants a day coming across our border after Title 42 is lifted. Do the math. That is historic numbers crossing, and that is extremely concerning. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stuart on line two. Stuart, your thoughts about this, and why the heck is Biden doing this? Yes, Rita. So two suggestions. Number one, uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, House Minority Leader, needs to say on day one, if the Republicans take over the House, Instead of impeaching Biden, he needs to impeach Homeland Security Chief Mayorkas. Go after his lieutenants. Go after the guy in charge. It'll be a very, very easy impeachment. And I bet when it, if it goes to the Senate, you may get some Democrats along with that. So he has to, they have to impeach Mayorkas is their first line of business if they take over the House. And secondly, Greg Abbott needs to get off his ass and do exactly what Ken Cuccinelli is saying – Defy the federal government. It's an invasion. He has to send in the Texas National Guard to send them right back on planes and let the Biden administration sue Texas if they want to. And Greg Abbott can hold them up in court for maybe a year. In the meantime, send them right back. Yeah, I agree. It's amazing that he has not instituted that, that Abbott and also Ducey, the governor of Arizona, hasn't instituted that, like hasn't taken that step. They may, by the way, maybe when Title 42 is lifted, they may have no choice uh, but to do it. But that's what's going to be. We're all going to be watching for that boy. Let's go to Carol on line five. Carol, your thoughts about all this? Yes. How do you do, Ms. Cosby? Good evening. I hope all is safe with you and happy Easter. Thank you. You too. When my president comes back, Mr. Trump, everybody will be over the border. There'll be nobody coming over the border anymore. They'll all be here. How do you get these people out of here? Yeah, that's a hard thing. That, and you know what? You bring up a great point, Carol, because once they get here, you know what a lot of them are getting? Some of them are getting free cell phones. Wouldn't you like to be getting a free cell phone from the government? Well, these, isn't that amazing? Some of them are getting free cell phones. Some of them are also getting ankle bracelets, but most of them are getting free cell phones or getting nothing. So the reason I bring that up is how do you trace people when there's nothing to really follow them with? And basically... It's the honor system. It's like, hey, come back, you know, come back in a few months or a few years and report to court. So few do. Once they're here, it's hard to track them. They assimilate. Some of them change names. 
boy, it is going to be a disaster. Just like you said, there's going to be so much cleanup that's going to need to be done. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And some new stunning numbers affecting this president, boy, if you think the numbers could go low, well, I don't know if they can get much lower. So far in some of the latest numbers, he has a 33% approval rate. That is a stunningly low number for President Biden. And among Hispanics, you know, we've been talking about the border and the situation at our U.S. southern border and some of these new stunning numbers of people who have Crossed our border, 26% approval rating among Hispanics, which typically are supportive of this president. That is an astronomically low number, and that number is important, especially for the Democrats overall for November, and certainly if this president intends to run for re-election. So why is he doing so bad? It's like he's not taking control of anything He's not taking control of our southern border. We've seen, of course, that disastrous withdrawal out of Afghanistan. We've seen such a lackluster effort, I think, in Ukraine, the way he's handled that, the inflation, crime. The list goes on and on. And, boy, the numbers are really, really bad. And now we're hearing, by the way, that they – remember that whole thing that came about with the whipping – That was alleged of the border agents of migrant, and that was around the Del Rio Bridge situation. Remember that whole thing that happened in Texas and that image that was shot of the border agents that were on horseback that were using their reins. And even the person at the time said they were not whipping migrants. The picture looked bad. You know, you could see it. It looked kind of, you know, a a very distasteful image. You know, it looked like they were whipping, but then even the person who was there said, no, 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 no. They were just moving the horses back. I was there. I took the picture. I saw it. And the border agent said, no, no, no. We were just moving, you know, the horses back so they wouldn't get scared because there was such a huge influx of migrants that were coming through. So what happened, remember, as a result of that? Well, our president blasted the migrants. Our president, President Biden, also said they were terrible, they would be investigated, they would pay a dear price. He took them off horseback, saying that they shouldn't be able to ride on horseback, even though that was actually a good thing for the migrants, so they could actually find them if they were hiding out in the desert or or dying of thirst in the desert. You know, they were able to be tracked. 
So it was a valuable tool to have those horses for law enforcement and for life-saving purposes, but he took the horses away from them, and he condemned and he vilified the border agents. They were so badly maligned. And the president said, oh, look, after a few days, we're going to try to figure this out. We're going to come to a conclusion, and those who did this will pay a dear price. Well, now we're finding out that the administration has essentially cleared the border agents, that there will not be any charges, at least any criminal charges, because it would be a crime if they were assaulting them with a whip. And now they've said, unofficially, we're hearing from numerous reports that the Department of Justice, because remember, Mayorkas was trashing them too, and Jen Psaki. They were all trashing the border agents as if their job is not hard enough on the southern border already. And then... These guys who are trying to move the horses back got accused of being racist by this administration. And so now reports are coming out that the Department of Justice has informed the border agents that they are cleared, that there will not be criminal charges against them. So wouldn't the right thing be to apologize to the border agents, to all of those in Border Patrol who are working so tirelessly And who are outmanned already by the number of migrants that are crossing the border because of you, Mr. President, and your policies. And they're about to get a heck of a lot worse. You know? And and no, 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 no. Take a listen to Jen Psaki today with White House correspondent for Fox News, Peter Ducey. Listen to this back and forth. One additional question about uh, something that happened a few months ago down at the border. We've been told that the mounted Border Patrol officers the president accused of whipping migrants have been notified they will not face criminal charges. So when is the president going to apologize to them? Uh, There is a process and an investigation that's gone to the Department of Homeland Security. I don't have any update on that. The president said that they were whipping people, which would be a criminal offense, and they've been told they're not going to be criminally and charged. And there was an so investigation well. into that, and I'll let the Department of Homeland Security announce any conclusion of that investigation. And when we hear from Department of Justice, then it'll come out. Remember, he swore that we were going to have an answer within a few days, and they don't even have the dignity to apologize to the border agents to say, gosh, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we really should appreciate you because you're protecting our border. It's like the way that they're handling police. It's like the people that are saving us and protecting our communities and protecting our country. This administration seems to be having a field day at attacking. And to me, their priorities are so out of line. I want to play. This is Henry Cuellar, Democrat, who says, you know what? The contrast of this president at a time where they're trying to say, listen, COVID is a big issue in the United States. They're still they want to still have masks on planes, even though the judge ruled against him a few hours ago. Federal judge ruled against the mask mandate. So they're trying to make sense of it all. But it looks like the Biden administration is going to appeal that they say, gosh, COVID is a huge issue. It's an issue where you still have to be masked up on mass transportation There are still major problems. We're looking at a potential surge. They're asking for COVID funds, millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And yet, for some reason, at our southern border, they're not worried about COVID whatsoever. And they haven't been this entire time, even with Title 42. They were still keeping so many people in the United States. It's shocking, so bad, that even Democrat Henry Cuellar had this to say. 
We don't know because, look, you can't say we have a, a pandemic or a public health issue here, but then say everything's fine at the, at the border and then lift the Title 42, which is a health order. You just can't have both. And, and we know, like you all said a few minutes ago, 221,000 people this last month. And certainly right now, the cartels are looking at Title 42. The moment they lift that, you're going to see seeing a lot more people coming across. Yeah. What a disaster. And uh, the great Shakespearean speaker, Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. I always love this guy. He's always so straight talking. He's fun. Uh, But this is how he described the Biden administration. The Biden administration has mismanaged Congress. It's mismanaged COVID. It's mismanaged uh, immigration. It's mismanaged crime. It's mismanaged Afghanistan. And it's mismanaged inflation. Is there anything left out? Here's a little more of Senator John Kennedy. While Republicans are not perfect, the other side, or at least most members of the other side, are crazy. And the leader, of course, of the, of the other side is President Biden. Uh, President Biden has been an almost perfect example of ineptitude. Wow. A perfect example of ineptitude. And if you look at some of the polls, guys, that have just come out, this Quinnipiac poll, which, by the way, is not a right-leaning poll. Usually it's a very heavily left-leaning poll. It is showing Biden's approval rating, and this includes Democrats, Independents, and Republicans, 33%. Among Hispanics, a key voting group for the Democrats, 26%. What do you attribute this to, and do you think the border is going to hurt the Democrats, I just think, incredibly, in November? Because once they start crossing in end of May, we're talking May 23rd is supposed to be lifted, so May, I bet you, there's going to be thousands upon thousands of people at our southern border come midnight, right there. As soon as May 24th hits, it's going to be like, come on in. You thought it was a free-for-all before? It's going to be a free-for-all then. And I think the American public, at least I feel, is going to be outraged when they see those images. Because at a time where we have to care about our security, at a time where we've got to care about crime, you know, expanding exponentially, at a time where we are so worried about inflation and buying things, Huge, massive inflation. You go to the store. I went to the store the other day. I was like, are you kidding me? It was like four items. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, it is just a shocker what's happening to this country. And I think John Kennedy's description of Biden being a perfect example of ineptitude. uh, Many would agree that that is spot on. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Lamar on line three. Lamar, your thoughts about this? Uh, good evening, uh, Ms. Cosby. It's always a pleasure to hear you all on the radio and to speak with you is, uh, is a privilege. I would just like to say tonight, I would like to remind people, in Spanish, we have a dicho or a flan. That means an old saying, an old adage, and it goes like this, el enemigo. Hay que verlo como enemigo. The translation is an enemy must be viewed as such. An enemy must be seen as an enemy. Joe Biden and the entire Democrat Party 
are the enemy of our people. They are the true existential threat to this nation's sovereignty and to our people's liberty. They hate our flag. They hate the God of our fathers. They hate the founding fathers themselves. And in the final analysis, they hate us. Simultaneously, we have at the highest echelons of the once most vaunted law enforcement and intelligence agencies of our country, disloyal, subversive elements who conspired and committed perjury in order to do injury to the greatest man alive in the world today, Donald John Trump, and those closest to him. And Ms. Cosby, I'm loath to disagree with you, but it has become painfully apparent the American people are incapable of outrage. If they have to wait for Title 42 to be rescinded to become outraged, uh, Ms. Cosby, uh, I rest my case. Thank you for letting me vent. Lamar, boy, I feel... A lot of your frustration, but I think we really are hitting a bit of a boiling point because I think people are so, so fed up. Um, Lamar, thank you very much. And in fact, everybody, um, one of the points that Lamar was just talking about, the anger and the frustration, um, we just did a brand new podcast. And Lamar and everybody, I want you to check it out. Um, you can go to my Twitter handle, at Rita Cosby. You can also ch- go to RitaCosbyOnline.com or wherever you download your podcast. We did a brand new edition of my podcast, which I love. It's called Protecting America. And this week's guest was Rob Astorino. Now, Rob Astorino is a former Westchester County, New York executive, also current New York GOP gubernatorial candidate, one of the candidates running for governor. He is the guy who discovered those secret migrant flights coming into Westchester County Airport in the middle of the night that blew the lid on those secret flights that, remember, the Biden administration didn't want to talk about. Well, I was talking to Rob in this podcast about the border, about just the whole philosophy of the Democratic Party as we're heading into midterms. And he described this year and November particularly as, quote, the revenge of the normal people. Lamar was saying, you know, people are just, it's like, had enough. Uh, Take a listen to, here's a little tease to the new Protecting America. Here's a little segment with Rob Astorino. Take a listen. A lot of people are just really fed up. And all of this matters because it affects everything we do. It affects our, our tax bill. It affects our services. It affects, you know, our ability to get a job. If you're here, if you're a citizen you're lower skilled or, you know, trying to get to middle class or middle class, you know, these jobs sometimes are being given away to lower wages, which brings everything down. Or if you're a union member, perhaps you may not get that union job because somebody's going to be working in your spot. All these things aren't even thought about, but they have a real effect on everybody. I just think, Rita, and I, I certainly hope so, that this is going to be the revenge of the normal people in 2022 who are just fed up with this one-party rule and this radicalism and, you know, critical race theory and and all this stuff. It's just, with all the problems we have, these are the arguments we're having, which is absurd. Yeah, it is. And I do think that people are fed up. Look, we saw it with Glenn Youngkin, guys, in Virginia. We saw it also in Nassau County, New York. There are a number of places around this country, pockets in the country, where people just said, We need protection. We need law and order candidates. We need common sense candidates. Is that too much for us for? Don't we deserve that? 
1-800-848-9222. When we come back, what do you make of the Biden administration's philosophy with an open border and also the way that they have handled crime? All these things. Do you think that that's going to lead to a landslide against the Democratic Party in November? 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. We are talking about the unsecure border and also let's talk about unsecure streets because not only is the Biden administration making our border a leaky sieve and now we're hearing 23 terrorists were let in. That's just the tip of the iceberg. They luckily got those guys. They turned them around, but there were 300,000, quote, gotaways. And speaking of 300,000, This is shocking. Cori Bush, congresswoman from Missouri, one of the most vocal members of the squad, along with Ilhan Omar. Remember, she continues to push for defund the police. Well, there's a new report out that says she has spent more than $300,000 on private security for herself at taxpayers' expense because she deserves security, but not everybody else. Remember when she made these comments last year? Take a listen. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. Unbelievable. 300000 for her security. So the reporter kind of pressed her on it. And remember, she didn't like being pressed. I'm sorry, ma'am. Do you have any comment on why you want to defund the police, but you're paying for your own security? You want to take resources away, but you're providing them for yourself? <laughs> and now we're also finding out that a rapper turned Brooklyn Democratic candidate on his own social media postings and elsewhere called police blanking pigs, plague rats, sacks of blank. Very nice. And he is now running in New York City. This is Noah Weston running for the for the people slate of all things uh, with congressional candidate and an assembly person. This is just astounding. He's running to be a Democratic Party district leader in Brooklyn, New York. And that's part of his crazy crazy platform. Well, I contend it's these far lefties that are killing the Democratic Party in so many regards. That and also President Biden's lack of awareness. Today, did you see it? Oh, my gosh. Today, uh, they had the Easter egg roll at the White House. And it was like he was about to start answering questions. And then one of his staffers who was dressed up as the Easter Bunny had to interrupt him because he was like, ah, Uh, Mr. President, you don't want to answer that question, basically. Like, you know how they always have somebody off in the briefing room and there's somebody who kind of interrupts and tries to cut him off? Today, things were so bad that the Easter Bunny had to cut him off. The Easter Bunny was like, "Uh, Mr. President, the exit's this way. Uh, Don't answer that question. Stop talking. Come over here. You know it's bad when the Easter Bunny is more cognizant than the President of the United States. This is what Byron York has to say about our president. 
He is, of course, our oldest president. Uh, will turn 80 years old this November. Never happened before uh, in U.S. history. And there are rising concerns, Americans, among Americans, about whether he is up for the job. Not whether he has dementia. Not whether he doesn't know where he is. But whether he has slowed down and is simply not up for the most rigorous job, executive job, in the world. Uh, so that is an increasing factor uh, in the president's job approval rating. Wow. And I agree with them that people are saying this guy can't handle it. By the way, we're going to talk later on in just a few minutes on here on the show about President Zelensky, who I think has been just a rock star and amazing through all of this. He is now calling on President Biden to come to Ukraine. What do you think of that? I mean, the president can't even figure out uh, the Easter egg roll. I'm not sure if he can handle Ukraine. Boy, that would be an interesting trip. You know, and Circleback Saki contends that he's like, uh, can't wait to go. You know, I don't even know if he would know if he was in the country or not. I mean, it's just it is really astounding. But I want to get your thoughts on that. We're also going to talk and do our support our hero segment uh, where we honor our great men and women in the military. And I'm going to give a shout out to the Doolittle Raiders because, boy, talk about rock stars there. Real quick, let's go to Tommy on line eight. Tommy, your thoughts about the president and security in America. Hi, Rita. Um, I don't like to criticize over the radio, but you inferred that all these people coming over the border, uh, when you said it, you said it as they were Americans. And I just wanted to correct you on it. They're not Americans. They're illegal immigrants. I know you know that, but... I do, I do. But And you know what I was referring to, Tommy, was uh, Dan Patrick, Lieutenant Governor, who's saying that, I guess I should say, you're correct, of the population, one-fifth will be illegal immigrants. Kudos to you. We're going to continue with your calls. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we recognize our great men and women in uniform and, of course, also their families. Today is a historic day because 80 years ago today, U.S. bombers appeared in the sky over Tokyo in one of the most daring military strikes in history. It became known as the Doolittle Raid. After Japan attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii on December 7, 1941, the date which will live in infamy, bringing the United States into World War II, Franklin Roosevelt immediately began thinking of a way to strike back. Roosevelt also needed a great leader to command the attack, and he found that in the legendary stunt pilot James H. Doolittle, who became the head of the Doolittle Raiders. Eighty men in 16 planes took off much earlier than they had planned with barely the fuel to complete the raid and crash land short of the rendezvous point in China. Amazingly, 90 percent of the raiders escaped death or captured. Ultimately, the Doolittle raid was a lesson in courage, and it showed that it's possible for a handful of very dedicated, heroic individuals to defy the odds and change the course of history. And boy, I had the honor, by the way, of meeting a couple of the Doolittle Raiders uh, when I was hosting the Memorial Day Parade in Washington, D.C., which I did for many, many years. And uh, it was just a real honor to meet 
true living American legends and to just hear their stories of what it was like uh, during that fateful time. Thank goodness for heroes among us. Well, we are talking about the Biden administration and what a mess many of the things are, and including at the border, because there are potential calls to have the National Guard and others go to the border, not by the Biden administration, but by many of the people who know the border well. And they're saying, boy, it's going to get so much worse with Title 42. And yet when this administration keeps getting asked about it, this is the lifting of that health restriction that was basically keeping many people out, even though the numbers were skyrocketing. But still, this administration just is like, well, yeah, things are going to get a lot worse, but don't worry about it. And then it's like, OK, well, what is your plan to protect America? Well, you know, we're, we're trying to figure that out. We're, we're trying to come up with a little memo. I, I mean, this is just insane. Listen to this exchange today with Peter Ducey of Fox News and circle back Jen Psaki. What more, though, is the administration sharing with these Democrats and Republicans, but notably a handful of Democrats who say they don't see a firm plan, they want more details, and the administration seems to be rushing into this with no sense of what the repercussions could be? Well, I I think it's important to remember this is not an immigration authority um, for anyone who has concerns about it, nor is it an immigration plan. We've never said it was. Um, It is a health authority that Congress gave the CDC authority to make a determination about, about whether it needs to stay in place or not. There is no question. We have a broken immigration system. There's more we need to do. We've been saying that from the first day the president took office. And anyone who wants to work on that, Democrats, Republicans, anyone, how we can put smarter security in place, how we can have an asylum processing system that works, we would love to do that. We would love to do that if we could. Um, And that was another reporter other than Peter Ducey, but... You know, it's bad when they're like, uh, 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 you know, uh, we're trying to come up with some idea. Uh, We're not really sure what it is. Boy, that doesn't give us a lot of confidence as to what's happening at our southern border whatsoever. And no wonder the president's poll numbers are really dismal because people just feel that he's clueless. Take a listen. If the president's job approval rating, Gallup has looked back over 60 years of this, if the president's job approval rating is 50 percent or higher, his party still loses seats, but it's kind of minor, maybe a dozen, maybe 14 seats. If the president's job approval rating is below 50 percent, his party loses over 35 seats. Joe Biden is currently at about 40 to 41 percent. Actually, he's at 33 percent. In many polls, another poll was 38 percent. Those are dismal numbers. And even Democrats just feel disenchanted by him, just feel like he's not leading the country and are disappointed with the way he handled Afghanistan, disappointed with the way he's handling Ukraine. We're going to talk about that in a minute or so. And also disappointed, even a number of them, about the border because Many of them are up for re-election, and they know that those images of those massive caravans coming towards the United States, that average Americans, doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever, you're going to look at it and go, uh, 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 do we have a plan? Uh, where are they going to go? Are they being vetted? And the answer is no, no, and no. And that is a really sad situation. It breaks my heart because I love this country, I care about this country, and I care about our national security. 
two, two. Let's go to Phil on line seven. Phil, your thoughts about all of this, my friend. Rita, good evening. Listen, uh, quite frankly, we're witnessing, and I hate to use the word, the rape. I say the rape of America, of its citizens, of its resources. The Biden administration does not understand the basic rudiments of common sense. The, the opening of the border wholesale later on in May will cause a calamity as, as something as severe that will probably cripple a large portion of the country, especially the Southwest. It, it is placing our borders in danger. Within that mob of people, those tens of tens of thousands of people, you're going to have terrorists, you're going to have criminals, you're going to have mentally ill people, you're going to have people affected with COVID. What at that point will they do? You watch. This is their excuse for martial law. They're going to lock down. Several, I, this is my prediction. They Once this border is wide open, they will lock down several states in the southwest completely. They'll have the National Guard there. They'll have the, the U.S. Army there. And these people are going to be worse off than the ones in Shanghai. That's my impression. Well, you know what? People will be frustrated. And, and those images in Shanghai, Phil, boy, um, where people are like now there's been like a couple deaths associated with COVID, but they're like treating them like they're, uh, uh, I mean, it's like uh, like they're from another planet, like not even like it's their own citizens. It is shocking. And I do think that people are so fed up and so outraged and so disgusted, you know, and, and it, for these people, like even, I, I don't know if you heard over the weekend, Phil, a lot of people were, you know, talking about it on the Sunday shows and saying, hey, what do you think about President Biden? And the answer was, and you know this is a canned answer because it was a number of people were saying it, um, George Stephanopoulos and a number of others were, well, I don't know if there's anything really he could do. That's, their, that's the best defense they have of this president. What's your reaction to that, Phil? Well, basically, Biden is an outright incompetent, not because by virtue of his age, but the man is part of a plan to reduce America to a, to a socialist state. He's in with them. He knows he's going to profit. What, what absolutely I cannot fathom is the fact that if he can condone and approve of his, his son uh, Hunter Biden's conduct with, with the drugs, the illegal money, and all this other stuff, what, what, what are you expecting to do with the people of this country if that's his impression of a good son? Yeah. And also, by the way, Phil, he called him the smartest person he knows. I mean, that's like, you know, that that's the guy who couldn't figure out Parmesan cheese and crack cocaine. The difference between the two. That's the smartest guy he knows. Boy, Phil, thank you very much. Great to hear from you, my friend. Let's go to Tom on line eight. Tom, your thoughts about this? It's me, Tom. It's my opinion that the republic is on the line right now. Biden, I find, is spineless, he's cowardly, he's incompetent, and it's becoming more and more evident that he's also corrupt. He is making a mockery of the office of the presidency. The Democrats need a crisis. Their sole objective is the H.R. 1, the elimination of the Electoral College. Once that happens... The country is just the republic is just about over. Well, and you know it's interesting, Tom. You know, HR one. The other thing is also look at the court packing that they've been talking about on the Supreme Court. I mean, so many of these issues. It it is it is looking like a very different country than it was just a year ago, and it's stunningly so. Tom, thank you. Let's go to Frank on line six. Frank, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Your thoughts? 
Hi, good evening. How, how are you? Um, I'm a retired police officer, and I served in the military. I used to be a liberal until I, I finished my tour with the military. Then I became a Republican. Just before I retired from the police department, I was assigned to City Hall, and I saw from firsthand what was going on with these young Democrats. And when I used to ask them, what exactly do you feel most of them? I would say 90% of them were atheists, and they were either um, socialists or communist socialists. It's an evil regime, and people don't realize that we have to stand up to it. We have to get up. We have to vote. We have to go out. Because I remember in 1986, I spoke to my father, who lived in California at the time, and he was talking about the illegal Mexicans coming across me being Latino, I thought it was racist that he said something like that. But he pointed something out. He said, what about the children that are coming out? They're draining the, the California system down because they have to pay for these kids to go to school. They have to pay for their medical care and so on. And the people don't realize, hey, they're taking our jobs away. But they don't realize also that we have to pay for out of our tax dollars to put these kids and schools support them and so on. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Frank. I was One of the numbers in the poll that I was just reading, because I think this is interesting, and um, Quinnipiac, and by the way, thank you for your service in the military and also in the police department, too, the best of the best uh, groups, so thank you. Um, but I'm thinking of 26% in this new poll of Hispanics approve of this president that's lower than his overall approval rating is 33 percent and i think part of it is just like you said um and listen i'm first generation american both of my parents are from europe and then they came over with a hundred bucks on the queen mary it took them a couple years to become an american citizen but they did it the right way they took all the tests they studied they waited you know they did all those processes that had to happen for them to become citizens and I think part of this low approval number, even among Hispanics now, is the Hispanics who come here to this country and do it legally and work hard and care deeply about the values of this country resent, as other people do, resent those who come in illegally. And and I think there's some major security concerns. I think right at, at this time, too, Frank, you know, not just the resources, which you hit on because you're right, you know, states are paying for it. And by the way, New York does more for illegal immigrants than a lot of the other states, which is why a lot of them are getting shipped to New York. What a surprise. A courtesy of New York taxpayers paying for that. That's all of us. You know, New Jersey, same thing. Uh, states around the country, all over the country, right? But what's happening now is I also think there's a resentment from people who work hard, who care about this country. And are concerned about what's coming across the border. This is not a time right now where you should be loosening the reins to our own national security. I can think of so many people right now that are sitting watching, which is why I think how we handle Ukraine and how we handle the situation, of course, with Vladimir Putin and his invasion of Ukraine in particular is so important because people are watching that. And anybody else who wants to do us harm or take advantage of a weak American president, they're going, bingo, you know, they're hearing, okay, this is the moment to do it. And that's why it's so important right now, because I feel like it's just so dangerous at the border. I've been down there, Frank. 
um, and spent time down there. Yo puedo hablar español. I studied in Spain. I know how to speak the language. And when I was down there, I was stunned. This was years ago, and it's gotten even so much worse. And that border is wide open. And to me, that is an enormous national security threat. And they know it. That's the thing. They know it, and they're not doing anything about it. When we come back, I want to talk with you about President Zelensky's plea to ask Joe Biden to come to Ukraine. We've been talking about our southern border. Well, now President Zelensky is saying, listen, speaking of leadership or lack thereof that we've seen in America, and I want to hear your thoughts on that. President Zelensky is saying, listen, we saw Boris Johnson come. We've seen a couple leaders, by the way, from Poland. We saw the Polish president and the prime minister come. We saw other leaders come in there. Even Steve Daines, a senator from Montana, went into Ukraine. But our president was right there at the border and didn't come in. Take a listen. This is President Zelensky over the weekend, and he did an interview with CNN. And I want to get your take as to whether you think President Biden should go to Ukraine to send a message of leadership that he really is supporting Ukraine and that he is with that country 100 percent. Take a listen to this exchange. Do you want President Biden to come here? Yes. Is there, are there any plans for him to come? I think he will. You think I he think, will? I think he will. And I think he, but it's, it's, no, no, I mean, it, it's his decision. Of course, and and about the safety situation, it depends. I mean that, but I think I think he's the leader of the United States, and that, that that's why he should come here to see. Well, I think he should go there, and I think he should have gone there when he was right there at the border. But he's having trouble with the Easter egg roll. Do you think that he could handle Ukraine? And do you think he would have the guts to go? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Is it a mistake that all these other world leaders are going and yet our president is MIA? 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. We are talking about President Biden and now a request from President Zelensky of Ukraine, who is saying that in the last few hours, the battle for Donbass has begun. And that is the battle by the Russians taking over the eastern part. That comes as they are pounding different places in Ukraine, including Lviv, which is on the western side. Uh, they hit four targets there, but they're also hitting places in Kiev, right around Kiev. But that eastern part where Mariupol is, is just getting pounded upon pounded. Um, and yet Zelensky is saying, listen, Boris Johnson was there not too long ago, the prime minister of UK walking the streets. Also, a number of other leaders from some of the Slavic nations were going in. President Duda of Poland, who I love and know and I adore, he was in there. Also, the prime minister of Poland went. Also, a whole bunch of other leaders went in. So why not President Biden? Don't you think President Biden should go in 
maybe it's too late. Maybe he should have gone in because right now things are going to be crazy. Not as much on the western part. So he could come through still through the western part of the country. But don't you think, A, he should have gone in? And maybe he should go in now to show, hey, listen, stand up to tyrants. This president is not controlling our border, and he certainly doesn't seem to be having that much of an impact on the fight for freedom of Ukraine. And that is really distressing. Now, although we did learn today that the U.S. is doing a little bit of training of Ukrainians for howitzers. Take a listen. John Kirby revealed this during the Pentagon briefing. It is true that we believe we'll be able to begin uh, a process of training Ukrainian armed forces uh, on the howitzers that will be uh, shortly heading over. Um, That training will occur outside of Ukraine. It'll be more of a train-the-trainers kind of environment, so it'll be a small number of Ukrainians that will be trained on the howitzers, and then they'll be reintroduced back into their country to train their colleagues. I'm not going to get into the locations. It'll be outside of Ukraine. Uh, I'm uh, I'm going to refrain right now from talking about uh, who's going to be doing the training uh, uh, and, and, and exactly on what timeline. And you know, if it was President Trump, he would have been there on day one. But Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, says, you know what, if President Trump was in power, this never would have happened. Take a listen. Ukraine is not asking for American men and women to fight. Mm -hmm. All they're asking for is the weapons to defend themselves. If we would have taken those actions earlier, instead of waiting till after Russia invaded, they probably never would have invaded had we done that sooner. Yeah, I agree. By the way, uh, today I emceed a really powerful event uh, standing with Ukraine, and I'm going to put some pictures up on social media tomorrow, but it was a powerful event with a whole bunch of officials and people from all over in the New York area talking about standing for freedom. Want to take your calls. Should Biden visit Ukraine if he can figure out the difference between the Easter egg roll and maybe Ukraine? That would be a good start. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony on line three. Tony, your thoughts. Should he go over there? I read it. No, definitely not. Now, why not? Uh, why don't you think so? Why put, uh, first of all, with the amount of money the Ukraine is getting from the United States, you're talking billions of dollars. They should have had a plan to work and get, that, uh, get their uh, ducks in order, I guess. Uh, why are you going to put him in harm's way? Anybody in harm's way. But all these other leaders went, Tony. That's the difference. God, That's, but but I God hear you. I hear you, and I think God. it is a more dangerous situation. But So I hear that part of it. Tony, thank you. Let's go to Ken in Michigan on line two. Ken, do you agree with Tony, or do you think he should go in? I think he should stay home and try to find the Easter egg and find the toilet paper that he needs to finish his business with. Whoa, Ken. Ken, you're going yeah, right to the toilet on him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Ken, well, thank you. But you're right. I think he would have a little trouble. Can you imagine? He needs the Easter bunny to guide him around. And I don't know if the Easter bunny would qualify to go over there. I mean, it's this is serious stuff. And then you got, you know, you got somebody who's all over the place right now. It's just... I can't imagine him over there in Ukraine, but I think it would send a powerful message. Bob, you have two seconds. Real quick, Bob, go ahead. Real quick, Bob on line one. Hey, Rita, um, Sleepy Joe, he should have went over there when he was in Poland last month. 
I agree. I agree. And you know what he should have done, Bob, too? He should have. Even if he didn't go all the way into Kiev, he should have sent a message, gone over the border and say, I stand for freedom. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 